Job chapter 6 through chapter 10. Then Job answered and said, Oh, that my vexation were weighted, and all my calamity laid in the balances. For then it would be heavier than, than the sand of the sea. Therefore, my words have been rash, for the arrows of the Almighty are in me. My spirit drinks their poison. The terrors of God are arrayed against me. Does the wild donkey bray when he has grass, or the ox low over his fodder? Can that which is tasteless be eaten without salt? Or is there any taste in the juice of the mallow? My appetite refuses to touch them. They are as food that is loathsome to me. Oh, that I might have my request, and that God would fulfill my hope, that it would please God to crush me, that he would let loose his hand and cut me off. This would be my comfort. I would even exult in pain unsparing, for I have not denied the words of the Holy One. What is my strength that I should wait? And what is my end that I should be patient? Is my strength the strength of stones, or is my flesh bronze? Have I any help in me when resources is driven from me? He who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. My brothers are treacherous as they are torrent bed, a torrential stream, as torrential streams that pass away, which are dark with ice, and where the snow hides itself. When they melt, they disappear. When it is hot, they vanish from their place. The caravans turn aside from their course. They go up into the waste and perish. The caravans of Tima look, and travelers of Sheba hope. They are ashamed because they were confident. They come there and are disappointed. For you have now become nothing. You see my calamity and are afraid. Have I said, make me a gift? Or from your wealth offer a bribe for me? Or deliver me from the adverse adversary's hand? Or redeem me from the hand of the ruthless? Teach me, and I will be silent. Make me understand how I have gone astray. How forceful are the upright words. But what does reproof from you reprove? Do you think that you can reprove words when the speech of the despairing man is wind? You would even cast lots over the fatherless and bargain over your friend. But now, be pleased to look at me, for I will not lie to your face. Please turn. Let no injustice be done. Turn now, my vindication is at stake. Is there any injustice on my tongue? Cannot my palate discern the cause of calamity? Has not man a hard service on earth, and are not his days like the days of the hired hand? Like a slave who longs for the shadow, and like a hired hand who looks for his wages. So I am allotted months of emptiness, and nights of misery are appointed to me. When I lie down, I say, When shall I arise? But the night is long, and I am full of tossing till the dawn. My flesh is clothed with worms and dirt. My skin hardens, then breaks out afresh. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle, and come to their end without hope. Remember that my life is a breath. My eyes will never again see good. The eye of him who sees me will behold me no more. While your eyes are on me, I shall be gone. As the cloud fades and vanishes, so he who goes down to Sheol does not come up. He returns no more to his house, nor does he place his place know in him any more. Therefore, I will not restrain my mouth. 
I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. And am I the sea or a sea monster that you set a guard over me? When I say, my bed will comfort me, my couch will ease my complaint, then you scare me with dreams and terrify me with visions, so that I would choose strangling and death rather than my bones. I loathe my life. I would not live forever. Leave me alone, for my days are a breath. What is man that you make so much of him, and that you set your heart on him, visit him every morning, and test him every moment? How long will you not look away from me, nor leave me alone till I swallow my spit? If I sin, what do I do to you, you watcher of mankind? Why have you made me your mark? Why have I become a burden to you? Why do you not pardon my transgression and take away my iniquity? For now I shall lie in the earth. You will seek me, but I shall not be. Then Bildad the Shuatite answered and said, How long will you say these things, and the words of your mouth be a great wind? Does God pervert justice, or does the Almighty pervert the right? If your children have sinned against him, he has delivered them into the hand of their transgression. If you will seek God and plead with the Almighty for mercy, if you are pure and upright, surely then he will rouse himself for you and restore your rightful habitation. And though you, your beginning was small, your latter days will be very great. For inquire, please, of bygone ages and consider what the fathers have searched out. For we are not but of yesterday and know nothing. For our days on earth are a shadow. Will they not teach you and tell you and utter words out of their understanding? Can papyrus grow where there is no marsh? Can reeds flourish where there is no water? While yet in flower and not cut down, they wither before any other plant. Such are the paths of all who forget God. The hopes of the godless shall perish. His confidence is severed, and his trust is a spider's web. He leans against his house, but it does not stand. He lays hold of it, but it does not endure. He is a lush plant before the sun, and his shoots spread over his garden. His roots entwine the stone heap. He looks upon a house of stones. If he is destroyed from his place, then it will deny him, saying, I have never seen you. Behold, this is the joy of his way, and out of the soil others will spring. Behold, God will not reject a blameless man, nor take the hand of evildoers. He will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouting. Those who hate you will be clothed with shame, and the tents of the wicked will be no more. Then Job answered and said, Truly I know that it is so, but how can a man be in the right before God? If one wished to contend with him, one could not answer him once in any thousand of times. He is wise in heart and mighty in strength. Who has hardened himself against him and succeeded? He who removes mountains, and they know it not. 
when he overturns them in his anger? Who shakes the earth out of its place and its pillars tremble? Who commands the sun and it does not rise? Who seals up the stars? Who alone stretched out the heavens and trampled the waves of the sea? Who made the bear and Orion, the Pleiades and the chambers of the south? Who does great things beyond searching out and marvelous things beyond number? Behold, he passes by me and I see him not. He moves on, but I do not perceive him. Behold, he snatches away who can turn him back. Who will say to him, what are you doing? God will not turn back his anger beneath him, bowed with the helpers of Rahab. How then can I answer him, choosing my words with him? Though I am in the right, I cannot answer him. I must appeal for mercy to my accuser if I summoned him and he answered me. I would not believe that he was listening to my voice, for he crushes me with a tempest and multiplies my wounds without cause. He who will not be great by my breath, but fills me with bitterness. If it is a contest of strength, behold, he is mighty. If it is a matter of justice, who can summon him? Though I am in the right, my mouth would condemn me. Though I am blameless, he would prove me perverse. I am blameless. I regard not myself. I loathe my life. It is all one, therefore I say. He destroys both the blameless and the wicked. When disaster brings sudden death, he mocks the calamity of the innocent. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covers the faces of its judges. If it is not he, who then? is it my days are swifter than a runner they flee away they see no good they go back like skiffs of a reed like an eagle swooping on the prey if i say i will forget my complaint i will put off my sad face and be of good cheer i become afraid of all my suffering for i know you will not hold me innocent i shall be condemned why then do I labor in vain? If I wash myself with snow and cleanse my hands with lye, yet you will plunge me into a pit, and my own clothes will abhor me? For he is not a man as I am, that I might answer him, that we should come to trial together. There is no arbiter between us who might lay his hand on us both. Let him take his rod away from me, and let not dread of him terrify me. Then I would speak without fear of him, for I and not so in myself. I loathe my life. I will give free utterance to my complaint. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will say to God, do not condemn me. Let me know why you contend against me. Does it seem good to you to oppress and to despise the works of your hands and favor the design of the wicked? Have your eyes of flesh? Do you see as man sees? Are your days as the days of man, or your years as a man's years? That you seek out my iniquity and search for my sin, although you know that I am not guilty, and there is none to deliver out of your hand. Your hands fashioned and made me, and now you have destroyed me altogether. Remember that you may have made me like clay, and will return me to the dust. Did you not pour me out like milk and curdle me like cheese? You clothed me with skin and flesh. You knit me together with bones and sinews. You have granted me life and steadfast love, and your care has persevered my spirit. Yet these things you hid in my heart. I know that this was your purpose. 
If I sin, you watch me and do not acquit me of my iniquity. If I am guilty, woe to me. If I am in the right, I cannot lift up my head, for I am filled with disgrace and look on my affliction. And were my head lifted up, you would hunt me like a lion and again work wonders against me. You renew your witness against me and increase your vexation toward me. You bring fresh troops against me. Why did you bring me out from the womb? Would that I had died before any had seen me, and were as though I had not been carried from the womb to the grave, are not my days few? Then cease, and leave me alone, that I may find a little cheer. Before I go, and I shall not return to the land of darkness and deep shadow, the land of gloom, like thick darkness, like deep shadow, without any order, where light is as thick as darkness. John chapter 2, verse 13 through 25. The Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons, and the money changers sitting there. And making a whip of cords, he drove them out of the temple with the sheep and oxen, and he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And he told those who sold their pigeons, Take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of trade. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. So the Jews said to him, What sign? Do you show us for doing these things? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, It has taken forty-six years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the temple of his body. When therefore he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, Many believed in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus, on his part, did not entrust himself to them, because he knew all people and needed no one to bear witness about man, for he himself knew what was in man. Wow, uh, some of the best reading I think we've come to so far. Job chapter 6 through 10 recount the conversation between Job and his well-meaning friends who are giving him really poor advice for the suffering that he's going through. What I find really interesting about Job is Job's actual reaction to everything that's taking place. Job doesn't succumb to saying, okay, God's out to get me. Okay, I have something to repent of. He actually turns inward and he says, even if I was upright, even if I was mighty, I am not as mighty as God. He's looking at everything that is created inside of him and the frailty of humanity, how easily he has to come to so much disaster and distress. And he says, why, God, did you even allow me to be born? In John chapter 2, Jesus says that many believed in him after they saw the signs that he was performing in Jerusalem during the Passover. But Jesus did not entrust himself to those people because he knew what was inside of man. God isn't surprised that humanity is, the word that I would use, is depraved. God created us and at the same time did not create sin. 
What I find remarkably interesting about this is the question that Job is asking. Why, God, did you create me knowing that I would be imperfect, that I would be unable to live up to your perfect expectation? The answer is found in the gospel. God created us because he loves us. God hasn't forsaken us. He's not abandoned us. He's not left us to the devices of this wicked world. He's come to ransom us, to rescue us, to redeem us, to become the substitutionary propitiation for our sins. The gospel is the greatest news ever told, and I find it a great privilege to share it with you today.